0: Imagine being told that your mortgage or rent would increase $10,000 each month. That happened to Regina Scott Saunders, the founder and executive director of Destiny Community Cafe, the only pay-what-you-can cafe in South Carolina. So I called Regina to get the backstory on leaving the cafe, moving forward with two food trucks, and what she sees down the road for Destiny Community Cafe. It is so good to catch up with you. How are you, Regina? Oh, I I
1: still feel like I'm on cloud nine or something. I don't know if if I told everybody, if I'm dreaming, don't pinch me yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You received a huge surprise recently that will likely change the future of Destiny Community Cafe. What is your big news?
1: More than just three big news, I guess. Not <laughs> <I> just one. <laughs> well, um, we just got blessed from um, the owner of Swig and Swine, Mr. Anthony, blessed us with keys to a 2009 food truck. And then also we got $25,000 donation from the Dream Center Clinic, and Seacoast, which is partnered next door to them, found out and matched another $25,000 donation. Wow! So we can build a second food truck. Well, that'll be actually, the, that was the first blessing, and then the second blessing was the keys to the other food trucks so we have two food trucks coming
0: <laughs> oh my goodness regina this is incredible
1: yes and all before the do here I, we're sitting here campaigning and fundraising and it was going so slow, and we're thinking, okay, it's going to be a while before we reach out, because food trucks are expensive. They're almost like between fifty to to 100000 or more. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, it's been three, four weeks, and it's going to be a while. And then the third or fourth week of having to move out from our location, from our cafe, here goes not just one food truck, but two. <laughs> this hair this just really just take my whole faith level to another level and faith in the community when you sometimes feel like people are you know really caring or really paying attention to the poor or helping their neighbors and then they do something like this
0: again something you could not have even you couldn't have even imagined and it's happened Yeah.
1: yeah Yes.
0: Before yes. this big announcement of the, the two food trucks the donations, you were operating the cafe on Dorchester Road and then suddenly the landlord increased the rent
1: Yes, yes they've got a new, new landlord new development gentrification campaign in the town and um, we've been in the plazas for several, several years, actually we would be celebrating seven years with the Pay What You Can Cafe um, on Easter Sunday in April. So we're six and a half years in with the cafe, and the new developers came and told us that our rent would increase an additional $10,000 per month.
0: $10,000 per month?
1: Additional. Wow.
0: And and even when you spoke with them about... The idea behind the cafe and what you did in terms of, you know, people eating free if they were not if they were unable to afford the meal, um, that did not in any way persuade the person to modify your rent.
1: Well, the uh, no, they wouldn't modify. They they wanted the ten thousand extra. Only thing they offered us was a smallest unit after they develop but every time we got a contract from them it would say something different than what they would tell us and then they'll tell us to just sign it don't read it So the property manager they hired you know was just really awful at you know trying to fix things in the building we had a flood in the building we had to clean up you could see the sky and the ceiling. So they, they did beautification in the parking lot, but nothing to the actual inside of the building. And one crowd 10,000 $10, extra dollars per um, month.
0: You're right, because when you drive by, you can see some changes in the parking lot, but none of that actually happening in the buildings or no. at the businesses.
1: No, they only doing the outskirt to make the outside pretty and that's it and we've been complaining for several months about the water we could see the blue sky when we look up through the ceiling tiles and you know they wouldn't do anything Uh, they patched it up once but the roofer told them the patch wasn't going to work and so yeah so it was time to leave i couldn't do no extra rent or sit there and have water keep coming in and destroying and incest birds and critters from outside was coming in through the roof. Oh, my goodness. It was horrible.
0: Regina, take us back. How did you come up with the idea for Destiny Community Cafe?
1: It kind of burnt out through my for-profit because I was in the shopping center using the facility for um, an event center, so we were only using it on the weekend, and people would rent it out for birthdays and family reunions and Uh, baby showers, but we would have all this food still left sometimes that we never put on the buffet, you know, extras. And I would see folks um, in our dumpsters eating, you know, different ways, you know, kids, you know, back there trying to scavenge what they can. And um, we started inviting them in. And we even had one little girl that kept getting in trouble from the manager at the dollar store in the plaza because she kept stealing food. She was only seven years old. And, um, the manager said, I, oh, you know, I don't want to call the police, honey, if you need food, just let me know. She was living with her grandma and, um, grandma was trying to take care of her and all the kids and they didn't have enough food. So the homeless, the seven year old, we just started inviting them in and sitting them down and giving them a meal and treating them with dignity, you know? And, um, so I went online one day and I said, okay, it's gotta be a, a way to do this. And I found, uh. Organization. Well, I found JBJ John Bon Jovi Soul Kitchen, and he's part of the network called One World Everybody Eats, which um, they've been around over like 13 plus years. And there's there wasn't one in South Carolina at all. They call them Pay What You Can Cafes. And I wrote them a letter and said, Hey, I want to join. I already got a building. I'm already eating people. So can I join? And they were like, Sure, come on and uh, welcomed me in, and I started going to conferences with them once a year and met up with John Bon Jovi, went to Jersey, met up with him and his wife, awesome people, amazing team, and we've been going. We were already, we, ground, we were already in it, and it's six and a half years now, later. Um, you know, I thank my grandma, of course, if you want to go way back. <laughs> <laughs> she, grandma raised me. Thank God for her and I'm right here in Charleston, I'm a Belagichi girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she used to make plates of food for the community, and just, like, right here, I was a little girl, and she would give me a plate wrapped with aluminum foil and say, take this plate down the street to Mrs. So-and-so, or Mr. so mm-hmm. So-and-so, they don't feel well. Right. And I would just take the little plate, walking down the street, take the little plate. And I said, well, how did Grandma know? Who didn't feel it? <laughs> <laughs> Who needed food? Or, one single mom was working too late and didn't have enough, you know, to feed the kids of time. And grandma would just do that. And um, but that's what was installed in me. And that's what I want to keep, keep that spirit of a nurturing community alive.
0: How will having two food trucks impact your ability to help people who might um, be experiencing food insecurity or homelessness or just having a really tough week or a really bad day?
1: We've, we've got a little taste of it um several but like several months ago well, actually when the pandemic first happened, one of our friends went out with us with his let us borrow his food truck and uh, we went out to feed the community. We were able to triple and double what we were doing. Uh, we went out for an hour and a half and one community and fed over 100 to 200 people then we would leave there and go in another community and feed 100 to 200 people so we did that like three times in one day <laughs> no we could never do that in the cafe and mm-hmm. have such a vast area covered so we would go into low income um apartments and we would go on the projects but the little kids when we rolled up they thought we were like the ice cream truck that we came <laughs> <with>. <laughs> <laughs> we came with vegetable stir fries and gumbo soups and grilled cheese sandwiches. And wow. But they were happy. And I mean, the whole community, even the disabled would come to the truck. And if it's people who were not able to leave their house or apartment, the neighbors would come to the truck and get the food and take it to their doorstep. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing mm-hmm. when we went out just to get a taste of it. So I'm like, I'm over excited to see us go out uh, with our own truck right. on a regular basis.
0: The pandemic was a blow to everyone, and I imagine it was a, an especially difficult time for you. Regina, did you have to close down at any point?
1: Just a little bit, but we, we were for boots on the ground pretty much all through it with the pandemic, because uh, we were listed as one of the Because we can operate on a small uh, crew versus some of the kitchens that do hot meals. They needed like 100 people coming in to, through the week to be able to um, prepare meals and functions. So a lot of the places were shut down. We were one of the few that still was on the list for um, to United Way and um, on the hotline for um, emergency foods. One veteran came in and he said that the state referred him to us to get meals um, so we, we still kept it going. We took all the, PT, you know, protective, um, PT, um, PT, protective, um, protocol mm-hmm. and served through the door. We had, uh, people walk up to the door and then we had a tremendous amount of amazing people who volunteered to do doorstep, um, deliveries for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Regina, was there ever a time when you said, I can't do this anymore, maybe this wasn't a good idea, things had become so difficult, did you ever feel as if you needed to give up?
1: Yeah, Um, plenty of times, but um, then I'll get that call from someone who will call and thank us for helping them or a family that. Uh, We had another family that showed up with the big U-Haul truck in front of the door one day, and they just came in to thank us because um, they were living in a motel, you know, for a long time, and they just had got the keys for their place, and they were moving in and came and thanked us. Um, So plenty of times I've had conversations with God, and I'm like, God... Because uh, I can get, you know, do all kinds of things. I have a lot of skills, you know. was like, okay, God, I can do so many other things. Is this really what you want me to do? And especially when the funds get low because we try to cater to a balance to the haves and the have-nots so we can sustain. But sometimes we're catering more to the have-nots and we don't have the haves come forward and, you know, pay it forward. And or, or donate and and the struggle is real. Um, but then we'll get that um, that check will come in the mail, or somebody will walk in and donate a hundred dollars, you know, mm-hmm. for a cup of sweet tea, because um, they understand the cause. And that'd be exactly probably the hundred dollars more we needed to pay the water bill or the light bill or to get some groceries for the next day. Or um, so, yeah. It's been six and a half years of on and off. The miracles happen and it keeps me going.
0: Regina, you encourage people to reach out to you if they would like to make a donation, if they have a particular skill set that might support you if they want to volunteer. How can people reach out and connect with you?
1: Um the website is the easiest way. Um but I we have you know they can reach me on a toll free number or directly on the sale and people Reach out on social media a lot too. So, destinycommunitycafe.com.
0: Regina, I think it, it's also heartwarming, and I don't think it's lost on anyone how you remember it seems like almost every story. I mean, you have a million stories you could share that show proof of the value of what you do in the community. And I, I just love the way you are able to recall so clearly. Um, so many lives you've affected?
1: Yeah, um, I have to. Um, it keeps me going. It's, it fuels me as well. So, And that's my, I believe that's where I am. I'm that vessel to be the voice of the community and where they're hurting, to communicate where they're hurting. Because there's plenty of people that has all these millions of dollars of outreaches out here, and they, they don't happen to or service the folks that get lost in the The numbers or their data or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I have to tell their story. I have to be their voice and let people know that, hey, not everybody's out there to take advantage of the system.
0: When you look down the road or years ahead, what do you envision for Destiny Community Cafe?
1: I would like to be a franchise. Um, This lady came and prophesied early on when she had lunch with us that we would have a fleet of food trucks going out. So I see that, a fleet of fruit trucks that will show up in communities like the ice cream truck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's been the best part of all of this for you?
1: Oh, the people, um, my faith in mankind again. Um, That's the best part, seeing more people who get it, who understand that that's one of the main things we were created on Earth is to take care of one another. Look out for one another, community, and to feed the poor, feed the hungry, help the poor. Um, that's one of our main purpose here. And, um, and it's a transfer of goodness, um, karma, whatever you want to call it. When you do good, it's impossible to stay depressed. It's impossible for you to struggle more. If the more you give, the more you get. It actually mm-hmm. truly does work. Regina Scott
0: Saunders. Thank you so much for speaking with me. And I love that back in, I think it was 2017, you took me into the kitchen and this was, you know, kind of, I guess maybe a year or so into Destiny Community Cafe and we whipped up something and you taught me how to cut up vegetables. But most importantly, you shared a little bit of of how important it is that Those of us who have the ability, reach out and help others. I never lost that. And and I appreciate how you fed me and you continue to feed many others with your your good spirit.
1: Thank you. And and it's an honor and pleasure we had fun that day. We did. Honor and the Pleasure, Miss Carolyn. You, you just don't know. You're one of our idols from health and fitness. I'm Aww, good. I appreciate that. I still that. ain't caught up to my resolution yet. I said, I want to have it. I want to be the <laughs> best fit as Miss <laughs> Carolyn. Uh,
0: well, I, I think we are a good compliment to each other. What about that?
1: Yes, you you need to get a poster with all your good body shape and I can put it on the wall and like, okay, I'm going to get close to
0: that. (laughs) Well, if that is the least I can do to to end up and stay in your good company, I will happily do that. But again, congratulations on, um, you know, being a pillar and an icon in our community. Someone who, you know, we all look up to who sets an example of what it means to be, a steward of goodwill. So, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It's an honor. Good night, Jim. Good God. Be the glory. Bye, bye.
0: That's it for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye. Until the next time.